Welcome to The Cloaked. We are a collective of inquiring minds seeking answers to mysteries both past and present. Join us on our journey to discover that which remains hidden. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Cloaked. I am your host, White Owl. Hey, it's Pandora. And today we'll be continuing on with our UFO uh, topics. I know that's something that I said we were going to be doing. And um, we're definitely going to be talking about the uh, one topic that we've really never... I mean, we've mentioned it before, but we've never really talked about it. We've never had a full episode on uh, the... uh, what is it called again? Rendlesham the, Forest Incident. Yeah, I can never say Rendlesham Forest Incident. Is that I'm sure I'm not saying it British enough, but I'm going to go with Rendlesham. Right, right. Yeah, and that's my concern is <laughs> I know people are very picky about that pronunciation type of thing. Right, so, so apologies for the terrible, very terrible non-British accent. I mean, especially for on my side. I mean, it's just not <laughs> my forte at all so (laughs) so i mean this incident happened back in december of 1980 again like pandora said it happened in england and it's very i mean england i mean has its own you know history with ufos i mean they've had quite the history about sightings and they're more open uh versus the u.s and so i think like there's definitely uh, a good amount of information and openness in the UK versus in the US. I mean, especially during this time frame and even in the 90s. I mean, you have people like Nick Pope, you know, talking about the, you know, the th- different things that, you know, that's happened over the years in, in the UK with uh, a lot of that uh, phenomenon. And so I think that that in itself is you know, a whole other thing that people tend to um, miss because, I mean, like I said, Nick Pope, I mean, he was, he worked for the British uh, government of the Ministry of Defense and he had a, has a lot of knowledge. I know he does a lot of, you know, videos and podcasts and I know he does a lot of shows. He's on the History Channel and you get to see a lot of him, you know, talking about the UK and a lot of the UFO sightings, and especially even more now that there's, you know, information that's going to be leaked out, so to speak, uh, with the U.S. And so, you know, I think it's very important to kind of like also point out some of the other events around the world as well. Now, with this event that happened, what do we know? I mean, I know it's on some kind of military base that they had some kind of very powerful weapons in the area, right? Yes. Well, it was in, um, like you said, it was in England, but it's interesting that it was in the um, USAF base that was there, RAF Woodbridge. So it was just right. outside an actual U.S. Air Force base. So there's been question as to whether or not it was more for that, right? that something was drawn to it, or, you know, if it was just a coincidence. But it was... Um, technically, it's Suffolk, England, and the UK, and so it was 
the the lights and everything that was seen was pretty much around the area of Rendlesham Forest. Right. So that is, I mean, it's not populated. I think there might be like farms every now farms. and then. Yeah, it's a farm see, But it's area. not like a populated area. Yeah. One of the interesting things about the incident uh, location, it's not actually been turned into a tourist attraction, uh, which I thought it was pretty interesting that that uh, happened uh, in that area. But yes, like uh, Padara was saying, this area is very, it's all farms for the most part. I believe there's a lighthouse nearby. I think that also kind of comes into play. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so what on these events were they did they happen like at night or um, cause, yeah. So, I mean, there's some conflicting reports, which I think also may have to do with the, the time. Right. Like because, um, you know, time zones and everything is different. Right. Yeah. But um, basically it was like. Early, early morning, there was um, reports that it was like around 3 a.m. December 26th. Right. Um, on some of the reports, it actually says December 27th. But I think that might just be confusion with the, the time there. But it was early in the morning, like 3, 4 a.m. when um, some lights were seen near this gate outside the uh, Air Force. Mm-hmm. The, the Air Force base. And so... Initially, it was just light, but it was very, very different. Like, they had a lot of light colors going on. Like, there was um, reports saying that there was red, white, blue, and even orange. Yeah. So, right off the bat, it, you know, whoever saw it thought it looked weird. Um, There was also, um, like, a lot of the security surveillance stuff that they had started going off. Um, Animals in the area. We're freaking out. Kind of freaking out. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was, there's a lot of different things that kind of corroborated that there was something, something going out on. there in the, the forest area that was different. Yeah. And I think it's very interesting that they have this information that the animals were also freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, we've, we've mentioned this and we've talked about it in different, in different episodes. And I've mentioned it before. Uh, when it comes to animals' uh, reaction to this type of thing, it's because they know something's up. Now, not to go too far, I mean, the most recent uh, type of uh, detailed and videoed uh, source that corroborates this, uh, I'm not sure if, I think you guys should be familiar, uh, there's the Skinwalker Ranch show that's oh, yeah. on, I believe is a, a travel channel, and that a show, there's, uh, I think in, towards the end of the season, they have an episode where the cow, they, they brought in some cows just to like see what the reaction as an experiment. And then one of the cows starts freaking out, like at some point during the episode. And that cow goes to this area and they have video all over the the uh, the, uh, the the site. And so what ends up happening is that this cow suddenly fucking just drops dead. And, you know, and, and Skinwalker Ranch is one of those places where a lot of strange things happen. And then there, it's also reported that there was these uh, sightings of lights and orbs and these, you know, massive metallic type uh, vehicles in the air that no one knew what the hell they were. And you have these, you know, you, the farm animals freaking out in a frenzy. And so, yeah, you know, that's. That in itself is very evident of the multitude of sightings when it comes to these type of things in the area of like, you know, when you have, especially around farms, you have 
a, a vast variety of different animals. So yeah, I could definitely see, you know, these animals freaking out. But I th- I just think it's it's interesting that the military has that in its memo in its report. What I think is weird too is because you can say, well, animals were freaking out over whatever aircraft, but these are animals that live by an air force base right so it to me it's like not to say that they shouldn't get spooked by anything at this point but like they may at some point have gotten a little used to things flying around making noise or lights you know whatever it is that they're being exposed to yeah and so this seems like well this was different to them even oh yeah wouldn't necessarily know what aircraft is what what do you mean well, because, you know, you, you have people like everyday civilians who say, well, I don't know what I saw. And they get dismissed like, well, you know, you clearly don't know our aircraft. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you have like experienced military, right? Who they should know what they saw because that's yes. what they do. And then you have these other animals that, you know, maybe don't necessarily freak out all the time because they're used to what they're around. Yeah. And then now they're freaking out because something's different. Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, like, it's a very good point that you said that the these animals that live in this area are should be used to uh, hearing and seeing these type of things flying around. Yeah, you make a very good point. I'm glad you made that point because, yes, I mean, that is correct. They, they are flying around making these type of things. And, of course, military, who else would you, like, why would you say like these guys are trained to be very observant to know the details to know the time the distance to measure these things and to know the the variety that's a very good point because um not again not to make get off to off topic but we recently <laughs> i have to i have to mention it because uh i i swear i was watching an episode of expedition x which is like the Josh Gates, like he hosts the thing, and then you have like Jessica Chobot and and Philip uh, Torres that go on to these investigations. And I mentioned this to you that they had an episode of the New Mexico investigation, right? The Socorro landing incident that happened over there. Now, in that one, you have an individual who is an officer, right? And and in the beginning of the episode. They give credit, like, hey, look, this guy, he's an officer, he he is a person of authority, he has no reason to lie, you know, and that was Lonnie Samora. Now, this occurred, you know, back in, what was it, uh, April 24th of 1964, mm-hmm. and I think that, that was the, the time of the incident, and so, you know, he saw this thing out in the desert where he describes what he saw of a big shiny object with two little people and this thing that rose out and then fucking took off. And so, you know, he, again, a trained individual to yeah. see that these little things, these, you know, uh, uh, humanoids were the size of children to know the distance. That, they even mentioned the, the footprints that they found, right? right which it were like little like footprints of three inch feet or like something really some, small, like real a child small, size. Like a child size, yeah. And so you have all this information. And then at the end of the episode, they fucking completely discredited him by saying something like, because they brought in a guy named David, I think David Thomas or some shit like that, who talked about like, oh, during this time frame of the incident there is these projects being done in the mesa area where 
they're doing these uh, NASA type prototype uh, testings of flight. But here's the thing. I'd love to see where they would have been doing this. And it's nowhere near this area. Yeah. Nowhere near this area. And I'm, I'm kind of like, a, in a way, like shocked that this wasn't fucking like research that the area where this research was being done by NASA was done in a fucking completely area of the desert. And that wasn't looked at. And to fucking discredit Samora of that, I think that was like at the end of the I was just surprised that they were like, oh, yeah, you know, this David Thomas is saying that, you know, they were doing these testings in this area and they had a helicopter and these guys in these jumpsuits were there and they were lifting this thing and to do this testing. And I'm like, I think he would know what a fucking helicopter looks like. And know the difference. Or like if you saw humanoids or like actual humans. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, they said the guy was never the same after that. But he I was mean- also never the same. Yeah, exactly. He fucking went so far as like quitting his fucking job and working at a gas station. Like that's how fucking changed he was. It doesn't surprise me though in the least. Because that's kind of what happened with the Rendlesham uh, forest incident too. Is like there's all these reports, right? Of like, well, this is what we saw. This right. is what we, you know witness because it started off with lights yeah and then there was a little bit more that to it than that because it actually became um you know basically they were like what are these lights with these lights and they start to kind of try to follow the source of it right right of course it's forest areas so they kind of kept like losing them or seeing them like get a little further as they would get closer they would get a little further so it's almost like evading them and then there is somebody who actually says that they saw what uh, the like the the aircraft right right so there's there's reports of the aircraft being seen there was reports of like the almost like a little tripod looking thing that would have landed so it was almost like it left three indentation marks on the ground right so that plus having seen the aircraft plus you know all the animals freaking out surveillance going off at the the base and there's still like to this day debate as to whether or not this happened because everybody that talked about the incident mm-hmm. was kind of discredited or kind of said like oh you should know better like uh, I think the main guy was uh, Lieutenant Colonel Charles Halt yeah and he he actually had a recording that he was doing like as he was like on site like going through his investigation and he never backed down saying that you know he saw what he saw basically but they made it seem like oh he's just you know how dare he he should know better than just try to say that the government's trying to cover it up and deceive the people yeah but i mean he's never really backed down from that and i think at the time a lot of people didn't didn't want to come forward and say that they saw what they saw or to corroborate his story because they said people didn't really come out and say more until maybe they were retired. They didn't want to probably face any sort of, you know. Uh, like ridicule. Ridicule, losing their job, losing their benefits, whatever oh, it might yeah. be, right? Like people did wait because there's been people coming out even in the last couple of years now that they're retired saying... Oh, this is what I saw. Yeah. 
Yeah. There was even drawings of what people saw, right? I don't know if you saw the, the yeah. sketches of yeah, the I ship s- and I all seen, that. I've seen some, some of the sketches, and I think it's very interesting that they have all this, you know, information. And, and not just that, like, it, it's interesting that they can recall like this is this is what i saw that day and this is what it looked like to again it goes back to i'm not surprised that people are trying to discredit them i mean like you said the lighthouse also comes into play Mm -hmm. because of the distance and the area that they're in there's this lighthouse and it's the light is huge and it beams through the fucking forest but i think that the event that took place took place on the east side of this gate right and so there's an issue with if you're on that side of, of the area of the base, you really don't see the lighthouse from there. So it kind of that that whole I, um, the distance and the evidence of that pretty much, you know, crumbles the the whole idea that it was the lighthouse. Yeah. Well, the guy that uh, one of the guys that did come forward many, many years after um, it's a retired Air Force officer by the name of uh, Steve Langero. Mm -hmm. So he was there and he didn't really say anything, you know, until pretty much three decades later. But he says he's he's pretty convinced that it's it wasn't something of this world. What was there that night? Um, Because it was basically three nights between like the 26th to 28th. And, you know, starts with these weird lights in the forest and at that point, you know, he described that their very sophisticated alarm system at the base starts going off. There's other people coming out and seeing and they're kind of, everybody's just going like, what's that, right? Like nobody's like, oh, that's clearly a plane or anything like that. Everybody's wondering, what is it? Um, and I mean, there there's also, um, you know, they addressed to him the whole lighthouse thing. Like, do you think it could have been the lighthouse? And he's just like, no. Not unless that lighthouse was up in the air floating and moving around, then no. You know what I mean? Like, they see this lighthouse all the time. I'm guessing if it's that visible, um, you would know the difference, I would think, right? Like, if it was there all the time versus something all of a sudden with different color lights moving everywhere. If, and and I, I I hope I'm not veering too far off. During the time of this incident, there was uh, one of the workers um, from the forest. I think he was a forestry worker at the time of all of this. Uh, Vince Thurkettle? Sorry if I'm, I'm totally butchering that name. Thurkettle. And what is happening is during, uh, well, after the incident, he was one of the people that were uh, approached and asked by some unidentified men. I'm not sure if it's the men in black. It might have been military. Mm -hmm. But he was asked if he had seen anything happen during the time frame. He said that the the men were very polite. They asked him about 20-something questions. He thought it was very odd uh, of them asking if he saw anything as far as that incident. And he was like, no, I didn't see anything. And I was, you know, in here that, you know. And and the thing is, like, these... And again, I'm not sure if they were military or men in black. I don't know. Uh, he he initially thought they were journalists, but they were never identified themselves as journalists. And he just assumed that maybe they were journalists. But he figured that he read some newspapers and his 
you know, none of his information was ever out there that they asked him about it. And some notes were taken and his his name and stuff like that were also taken in, in, in some kind of record. And, you know, they never really said who they were and who who were these men? You know what I mean? That's the whole that's a whole other thing. There's a lot of talk about this being I mean, it's it's basically known as like Britain's uh, Roswell, right? This right. whole incident. So there's a lot of talk about stuff having been very, very covered up. Where people being told not to talk, that bullets were cheap. And so you have to wonder, right? Like, there's been the few people that were outspoken since day one. And then it's almost like a lot of other people that were probably would have given, like, the two or three guys who did come out some credibility. And they never spoke until years later, right? right. Or some yeah. of them probably never again. Right. And so it's, it's really weird because some of these people just... They pretty much said they didn't see anything. Hmm. And so then there's this controversy, right? It's like, it kind of makes you question what everybody else is claiming they saw. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is, I mean, uh, again, kind of drifting back to that. I mean, a lot of people didn't know that that happened. It wasn't until, um, I believe it was Halt's report, his memo, Mm -hmm. being released that they found out and well they they published it though i mean i don't know how much people uh, accepted it right but like it was published and stuff and at least one of the newspapers and it, it almost seemed like they kind of backpedaled on it a lot right like yeah i i feel like uh a lot of it was you know like oh you know maybe you know what i mean <laughs> like yeah. and so i thought that was interesting but one of the things that, again, going back to the forestry people, which is basically like a park rangers kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so these guys, they didn't know, ab- again, about to about it until that information was released. What ended up happening was that they, they're the ones who set up the trail. You know, the trail I was talking about, about the area? Yeah. Um, they are the ones who set up the trail. And so when they initially set it up, you know, of the area of where it happened, one of the things that... Uh, this guy that I was talking about, uh, he noticed was that it was in a triangle formation, right? I mean, that, I mean, come on. I mean, somebody obviously, one, believes it, and to form the area, to go back and be like, okay, well, this is the area that is marked, it, I mean, goes to show you, I mean, there's obviously something happened there. And the other thing is, years after People reported still of things happening. Yeah, there's still been people saying that they've seen lights and stuff like that. So, I mean, of course, it's now become like a tourist attraction, right? Because there's the UFO trail. Right. And they even have like a little, um, I guess, like marker or or monument outside the trail that looks like a little pyramid Mm -hmm. on a tripod. Yeah. Which is supposed to be a lot like what the ship. Or the aircraft that they saw that night looked like looked like right, um, like it was kind of small, and that's what's crazy to me too is that there was even somebody I think who said they saw it and that it looked like um, black glass. Yes, um, black glass. Did it? What, did I read right that there was writing on it or something? Uh, I thought I saw something with hieroglyphics. Right. Some kind of hieroglyphics. 
um, on the ship. Obviously, that's pretty interesting that it has these markers of hieroglyphics on the ship. Yeah, and then the pyramid shape. I mean, who knows, right, on all of that. But one of the things I thought was interesting, too, is like, um, so, you know, Prince Philip, right? Right. Queen's husband who just recently passed. Mm -hmm. He was actually really into UFOs. And it's kind of known that he kept tabs on a lot of the UFO stories and including this one. And he had books on this kind of stuff and all that. Um, but it's almost like I think he he may have been a believer in some of this. Oh, which is yeah. interesting because, you know, somebody like of that rank. Right. To be one believing in this kind of stuff and also because of his background. Right. Because he was he had that flight history himself yeah but i don't know i mean i think it's obviously that you know he was very interested in this and and uh, very few people know about this uh i mean you wouldn't know unless you read a lot of the articles newspapers and stuff like that or anything where it in a a way acknowledges his his interest in not just flight because again he was a pilot and stuff but interested in flight in general overall you know i mean he was interested in space exploration and stuff like that so he was obviously someone someone who wanted to know know what was beyond out there right and i think it's again it goes back to that interest that of flight and i think he was very curious about what these beings were uh and who, who was flying these? You know what I mean? Like, he was curious about it. Yeah. And I think that goes to show that, you know... Like, maybe he saw something. Right. Exactly. That's, that's what I was leading to. T- yeah. So, maybe, maybe maybe he saw something. And, you know, we have presidents that have talked about seeing things. I think... Uh, who was it? Um, was it... I think it was George Washington was one that he had seen th- uh, something. Jimmy Carter was another one. Hmm. And, and so, you know, I think Reagan, too. And so there was these people who were like in genuinely interested in the topic of knowing ab- about what's out there and having these encounters of making them curious of, again, what is out there. And so I think it, I think with all that, it, I think it, it's very interesting. Um, did I read right that I think one of the eyewitnesses claimed that there it became a, a thing of a third kind where they saw little humans, humanoids. I have seen some of that. I mean, it makes me wonder, like, how many people were there, right? Because there's all these different accounts. Right. And how but, many how many patrolmen, how many servicemen, you know? Yeah. And then, then the other thing is, you know, we've mentioned the, the crazy lights and the surveillance and the animals and, you know, obviously several eyewitnesses. But the other thing that we haven't mentioned is, uh, so in that area where they supposedly saw the craft and then they found those indentations on the ground. Right. um, They also saw signs of like um, burn marks in the area. Hmm. And they even had gone back and they took radiation readings and the radiation seemed to be high. Oh, yeah. So, you know, there's all these people that say, oh, it was a lighthouse or it was like some like ball lightning or other you know astronomical like debris or you know what i mean like right. so, something yeah, yeah, to yeah. like write it off but then there's like the the forest stuff with the radiation that mm-hmm. is like okay well what's that about yeah um 
And then the whole lighthouse thing, I mean, I feel like that was just like a convenient thing to go out right. of. But I mean, it's like people said, it's not really... I mean, the lighthouse lights do move and they can right. be bright, obviously. Like, yeah. that's the point. But mm-hmm. if it looked like it was a lot of different colors and it was moving everywhere, then it's not the lighthouse. Yeah, I mean, I think this is something else that we talked about, you and I, about how interesting it is that they always say, well, it could have been a ball of lightning. Well, you know, that fucking shit makes noise. All right. So a lot of these things that people sometimes see are not making noise. They're moving around fast and they're pretty erratic. When uh, you see a ball of lightning, it moves fucking slow. You know it's a ball of lightning because it looks like a ball of lightning. It looks like string, like electric string. And it, it makes this like kind of a noise. And you know it's like this uh, electric snapping. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like a ball of static or something. Yes, almost like a giant ball of static. And it makes noise. And one of the other things is you definitely feel the change of energy. And usually there's it's there's a lot of clouds. There is a thickness of clouds, like maybe a possible thunderstorm had passed or is coming. And there's definitely a change in atmosphere that you would know. And it's kind of very hard to be like, well, no, you know, it's a, you know, it's this or that. Uh, there are a certain uh, occasions where the atmosphere is perfect and the ball of lightning could travel in, in, especially on metal. You know, there's that one famous video that everybody knows or should know by now is the one crossing the railroad. And that's a very good um, depiction of it when you have the atmosphere and you have the environment for it as far as like man-made environment for it and it just feeds off the ball of lightning to make it continuously glow until it hits some uh, some other source that's grounded and so then it just snaps and pops and goes away but you know i think it's very interesting and always kind of convenient of a of a thing now that's like a thing like oh it's it, it, it could be a ball of lightning it's a ball of lightning and it, it was fucking cloudy and dark it was a ball of lightning Everything that now it's bottle of lightning. It's just like a whole other fucking thing. Like it's possible, right? It, but it's then possible. It, yes. When you put all the stuff together, it doesn't really add up. Yeah, it doesn't add up. So what ends up happening with these guys, and what ends up happening at the end? I mean, it was kind of just like you said. It was not so private, like the way the U.S. tends to be sometimes with their reporting. Right. But I feel like they just put out a lot of information that it was like. Yeah, it was nothing, guys. Like, nothing right. to see here. Move along. You know, move along. Kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Ministry of Defense uh, has this file that, you know, they've released. And for a while, people thought it was a huge conspiracy and cover-up because they were like, there's this huge file on it. But, like, what's in it? Right. And then they release it, and it's just a lot of, like, letters back and forth between, like, them and people. And them basically saying there's nothing, right? Yeah. Um. Then there's the halt tape. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, that Lieutenant Colonel Halt, um, like that's still out. And then there's like some memo from him describing like all the events of that night, yeah. at least from his perspective. So I mean, that's something that people can can access because um, it's it's public. But officially, the government standpoint is that it there was nothing. Like it was, it was not. UFO related, right? It right. was not extraterrestrial, and that they've never really had 
that there. Hmm. So, but there was uh, some other stuff that was uh, theories on, you know, what could have happened. Um, there was this incident, right, where the British Secret Air Service, they thought that maybe they played a bad prank or hoax on the U.S. Air Force people there. Mm-hmm. Because in August 1980, the Secret Air Service, um, they parachuted onto the U.S. Air Force base to test the security at the site. I don't know if this was like in cahoots, like was somebody in on it or was it just because I I don't know how this would not be seen as like some kind of attack. But anyways, it says they were there to test like how secure things were. And um, they had the Air Force, U.S. Air Force had recently upgraded all their radar and stuff. So they quickly detected these guys coming in. And so they got, basically they got taken down. Um, They got interrogated and got beaten up. And they even supposedly called them unidentified aliens. Uh. So they thought it was a revenge. Some people that it was like, oh yeah, well, you know, we'll give you aliens. And like they had them freak out because they thought that they had like these um, like remote controlled kites with, uh, black helium balloons and other stuff to carry up like lights and stuff like that just to f- cause like a freak out yeah i'm like well that could have been a prank but at the same time like i don't know if it explains all the stuff that got reported with the incident right like yeah i mean because you also have a lot of things happening you know there's a lot how do you explain the situation with the animals uh, yeah. How do you explain the situation with the other individuals who were not on base, who were nearby? There were farmers, you know, residents that saw this. How do you explain that? That's what I'm saying. Like, there, that is a theory. I mean, it's possible, but then, like, that's a dangerous game to play, too. You know what I mean? Like, pranking a whole air force yeah because what if what if they decide hey uh you know this is an invasion or something i don't know they they, they would have seen it as some kind of um as an attack and they, they use live ammunition i mean <laughs> this could have ended really bad so i doubt that they would have done some kind of prank in, in that magnitude in that area like i mean that. there's certainly like motive right but then, right yeah I, I, there's definitely motive but i just don't see and if, it. if they maybe if something like that were to have happened and then they all realized it was a prank they right. maybe never want to say it because to save face right like, right i mean i think that would have caused an uproar and an international kind of issue you know what i mean and so i don't know i i, I just i don't buy the whole prank a conspiracy though i i will say that i'm more inclined of believing you know the releasing of certain memos to make it seem like oh this is a dud situation this didn't happen or there's a lot of misunderstanding kind of a thing mm-hmm. where you know they they're willing to throw out information and keep certain information out and just throw the information that would just make it seem as Oh, this is a mundane situation. There's nothing happened. People thought they saw something, but it was nothing. Yeah. And that's kind of the vibe I get is like, sure, they've been upfront about stuff, but like, are they really? Or are they just giving you enough to like cause you to lose interest or think mm-hmm. like, oh, nothing to see here. Move along. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there is a lot of different things because like, I know like with the um, so the lights, they said, OK, weather phenomenon or the lighthouse mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. Um, or even the hoax thing. As far as the indentations on the ground, someone had said like it was actually like rabbit diggings, mm-hmm. like where rabbits dig. Right. 
But I mean, I don't know that they addressed the fact that there was like flattened plants around and burn marks and radiation. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of a stretch. I don't believe it because I've seen rabbits where they dig. I've in the past I've gone out there hunting, and I've seen where rabbits do dig, and they're they're they, it's a certain way that there is no way to confuse it with anything else. I mean, it's usually it's it's dug and it's deep. And mm-hmm. again, you know it. You know when you look at it, you know okay, it's some kind of creature dug here. You may not know it's a rabbit, but you know something dug there. I yeah, and I, I'm, I don't I'm buy guessing it. if it was like thought to be where it landed, it was probably like equal measurements apart or something to where it just looked right, not random Absolutely. enough, right? Yes, you make a good point. Yes, if if it's symmetrical, same distance all the way, you know, apart. Yes, definitely. You know, obviously the annotations would uh, also figure that out. Uh, yeah, you're right. That's a very good point. Uh, and then there was like another theory, but I mean, there was not much to go off of. Just speculation that there was maybe like a downed um, Soviet spy satellite. But of course, they didn't really have anything hmm. to show for it. But right. just like, hey, maybe it was a satellite or something like that falling. Um, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, I'm inclined to believe people that like, maybe have a lot to lose, right? Mm-hmm. And are still like, no, I saw what I saw, or I know I didn't see this, which is just like a regular plane or a lighthouse or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm inclined to believe the people that say that they saw something that night. They saw something. I believe that they saw something. I don't know what they saw, but I I believe that they believe. You know what I mean? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I get you. You know, I completely understand. Because, like, I, and I think, like, more people coming forward would right. would add pieces to the puzzle, right? Because right now, all we really have is, like, a lot of stuff to say, well, it didn't happen. Yeah. No, no yeah, definitely. I agree. I, I agree mean, that's that. what cover-ups are for, right? Like, oh. that's, <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it works. Um, yeah, I mean, I myself say I definitely, again, like I was saying, yeah, I definitely agree with you. I, I believe that they believe they saw something. The evidence shows that it's something that we cannot explain. It's definitely showing something that may be from another world. Definitely out of here. I, 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 I think something happened. Definitely something happened. Uh, extraterrestrial, for sure. I, I, uh, UFO, like no other, definitely. Uh, so I hope one day they release the actual full amount of information a lot of critics do say that there's missing information and that's the way they made the disinformation uh of that whole hey it's a it's not a thing and nothing happened and something blah 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 boring don't worry about it no ufo happened here and i agree with a lot of the theorists that are out there that believe that there's there's a good amount of information missing that may be critical to the events that happened and i think they have that and i don't think well i don't think we'll ever know fully but again hopefully guys you enjoyed this episode tell your friends like share follow us again on facebook and twitter and instagram we post a lot of videos and again hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode again we'll see you on the next episode laters